0: I like beer. It makes me a jolly
1: good fellow.
0: I like beer. It helps me unwind and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Hey, talent it's good to see you.
2: Yeah, it's good to be back.
0: Yeah, I'm ready to do a podcast. How are you doing with those uh, Texas beers? Because you showed me the picture of the fridge just absolutely full.
2: Yeah, I, I think I over-purchased on this trip in terms of the number of beers, so now I'm over-indulging in terms of the numbers I'm trying to drink each night to create more room in there. But the only good thing, I guess, is right now our weather feels like Texas, so it's almost like I've been... I'm, I'm right back there. What's that? Uh-oh. I think it means we might have a podcast tonight.
0: We got a show to do, and you know what
2: it is? Judging by that music, I think I do. Shark Beer Week 2020. <gasps> Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water.
0: Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories
2: that go with them. And sharks. Yes, and sharks. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And joining us for our annual Shark Beer Week episode, our resident marine biologist and shark diver, Dr. Todd. Aloha. And then also along for the adventure tonight, we've got producer Joe.
1: Always a pleasure, gentlemen.
2: And sound guy, Tom. Tom.
1: Check one, two. Check one, two.
2: We are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And let's be honest, it's an award-winning podcast. And we are also an international podcast uh, in over thirty
0: countries. Yes, that's right. We're also school teachers by day and beer enthusiasts by night,
2: or sometimes early evening, uh, <laughs> or late afternoon. Just depends right. on the day. <laughs> it gets early. It's all
0: true. Yeah. And we're lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, a beer mecca within a beer mecca where it's 72 degrees all year long, except for this week. Right. Water's warm, the beer's cold, and there are stories to be told. So again, welcome, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, join us for Shark Beer Week 2020.
2: And of course, find and follow us on social media at I like beer, the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I like beer, the Poe one. And I like beer, the Ta one on Twitter. Uh, are you still on Twitter there, Jeff? I heard you got kicked I, off.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not on Twitter. I have been removed from Twitter or banned from Twitter, whatever you call it, suspended from Twitter because I'm under age.
2: Right. Uh, well, yeah. So
0: that. if you've been looking for I like beer, the Poe one on Twitter over the last week and a half, I had to send verification of my age and they have not put me back on. It's nothing I said or did. I'm just too young.
2: Yeah, right. That's true. So again, we will be I Like Beer, the Poe one, and I Like Beer, the Ta one soon again on Twitter. Um, and then also don't forget to visit our website, I ilikebeerpodcast.com, to learn more about us and check out our gallery of field trips and good times.
0: And please follow, subscribe, like, comment. All those things help us spread the word about our little podcast.
2: And then don't forget you can virtually toast with us on Untapped. Uh, we're easy to find. Just look for all of us under I Like Beer, the podcast. In some form or another.
0: And if you go to the website right now on the homepage, you can sign up for our newsletter. Our first newsletter is coming out soon. Well, it'll be a quarterly. We won't hit you over the head with a bunch of emails. I wouldn't know what to email you about.
2: Exactly. And we won't spam you. Once
0: every few months, we're going to send out something. And there was a request from a listener for our top 10 beers. So that'll be our first newsletter. will include the ILB team's top 10 beers.
2: That's going to be tough to narrow it down to just 10.
1: I was just gonna say that was really hard. Really hard. The first few, easy. <laughs> After that, it was hard.
0: We also had our inaugural I Like Beer Night in San Diego, the book club meeting. Yeah. Wild Trees by Richard Preston.
2: It was well attended. That was a lot of fun. People from uh all over, man. We had people from up in Washington and Oregon down to uh down to Chula Vista. From one border to the other, from exactly. top to bottom. Yeah.
0: And next up is Eli and Jane by friend of the show, Ryan Wolt. So we'll put uh, information out there on social media about our next read if you would like to join us, listeners.
2: Yeah, I ordered ordered my book uh, yesterday or the day before, and I just got some notification. It should be hopefully here in the next day or so. So I'm looking forward to, to checking that one out. Nice. I picked mine up from Ryan in person.
3: I thought we were going to cover the first chapter so that the book's <laughs> done. <huh? laughs> okay, <and
2: that's, laughs> good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, you read the book. It's called a book whole, club, not the, whole the chapter book. club. Okay. The whole book. <laughs> Actually, what we did find not out yourself. you can even do audiobook. We you know that we're not Thank gonna judge you, you on That's that, fun. John. you don't even have to admit that it's audiobook. So <laughs> yeah. But you can. I'll happily admit it. Now to
0: keep with our nautical theme tonight, we're starting with a beer. And in fact, I can see that we've all have quite started with it. Sent to us by our friend Kayla Petiti of Ballast Point Brewing. She's the manager over there in Miramar. It's Sour Winch.
2: Sour Winch with Blackberries. Yeah.
0: Cheers, everybody. Yeah. Cheers. This is perfect for a hot humid day, isn't it? Yeah, it's very good. Highly carbonated. That the sound, it almost sound like a soda, like a like a Coke commercial when it was pouring, didn't? It? Dry, tart. The blackberries very nice, crisp, puckery. I'd say not quite jammy because it's so so dry. You're right,
2: it I, isn't. It's drier than than a lot of a lot of these you'll have when they you do have that jammy feel to it, that mouth feel it is very jammy and I would say this one isn't. It's it's um Spritzy. It's right on the edge, but doesn't go into the jamminess. Yeah, it's like a blackberry spritz. There you I go. I bet
0: Joe's digging this one. Yes. From his wine cooler days.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> you uh, say that as if they're in the past. <laughs> <If> this, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. this is what
2: wine that's coolers day, yeah. tasted <laughs> like, though. I'm sorry I missed them because uh, yeah, they would have been point. really good. Right. So, oh, it gets a
0: straight four from me. Mm-hmm. It was a little less estuary, probably a 425, but it does have that little bit up front
2: you know what's interesting is i the first time i had this i was actually at the home brew mart and i actually had it on draft so i had it fresh and i scored it higher than i would score it tonight um i think sitting in the can a little bit it's not quite as crisp as it was when i had it down at, at you know like i said uh, uh, on draft
0: good to know and thank you to our friend kayla for sending them along to us
2: yeah thanks kayla another another really quality beer by ballast point and like i said if you've been uh if you haven't been checking them out, it's time to reacquaint yourself with Ballast Point and everything that they're doing. We've had a, some really great beers from them here recently and look forward to what there's you know they have on tap here in the future.
0: If we all have got a beer, we can move on to Toast Roast Pour One Out Shark Beer Week Edition. We're going to stay shark themed for
2: our Toast Roast and Pours. That's what I was going to say. You took the words right out of my mouth there. I was saying, keeping with the theme, okay. I think the obvious toast tonight is we're going to toast the shark. We decided a year ago that we are indeed pro shark. Uh, I know we debated for a while. We, we went back and forth on this, but doctor explained to us, hey, how important they are and how, how essential they are to our ecosystem.
0: And remember our special guest last October, lifeguard extraordinaire Brian Ketterer, who Baywatch is basically made about.
2: Pretty much. It's almost like it's it's almost, is it autobiographical or I don't know what they call it, but it really is.
0: Right. Uh, He confirmed pro shark's the only way to go.
2: He did. Yeah. So despite my hesitation, because I would say I would came out firmly prior to this anti-shark, I've become pro shark. So here's to the shark. To the shark. Cheers.
0: Cheers. And our rose. We have a, a caveat, the bull shark. Yeah. The bull shark, however, pro shark as we are, yeah. refuses to stay in its lane. So the roast has to come out to this deadly, dangerous terror of the deep.
2: Yeah, and I think to go back to that stay in your lane comment, I, I feel like we're pro shark as long as uh, they're in the saltwater. But when you start coming into the freshwater and I have to start worrying about you in the pool um, in the river in the lake, maybe my bathtub, Ponds. Any of those areas that the bull shark seems to think anything with water in it is is their lane. That's where I maybe have to draw the line. It's tough.
0: And that's where the roast comes out for the bull shark.
2: Right. And how about a pour? So I think we pour one out for last year's die for five sharks because uh, the doctor has five new sharks introduced introduce us to. And we're going to find out if the bull shark still reigns supreme uh, as the uh, the most feared shark in the world or does it get demoted? Sounds good. All right? I guess most feared by us. <laughs> I, I'm going to add that caveat. Most feared by us. Or does it get demoted? I will say this, just again, speaking of this, just I'm going to add this in there again, back on the bull shark. So, you know, I was watching, I, I love watching Shark Week on Discovery Channel. And so I was watching that and they were talking about, again, it was more of attacks and stuff like that. And they did have one where this guy is fly fishing in the Bahamas. He's knee deep in the water. And he says they reenact it. That scares you even more. But he reenacts it and basically goes about, you know, 50 yards out. He sees the fin come up and he's in knee deep water. He's figuring no big deal. He sees the fin out, and it just starts to make a beeline straight for him. <laughs> and it was a bull shark. And the king came in and then hit him and attacked him. Of course him it and was. Yeah, and <laughs> Of bit him course and it and was. Him. I'm like, what What the heck, man? <laughs> Salt water, fresh
0: water, shallow water, deep yeah. water. It doesn't care. It's a bull shark. The rules yeah. don't apply to the bull shark. To the bull shark, But right. they should. So,
2: they should. But I saw that and I'm like, "Yep, I know that shark. That's a bull shark when it was he says and the sharks come and they hadn't even identified it, but I was able to based on my your boom expertise that I learned on this podcast last year. Confirmation. Yes.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast Roast and Pour One Out Shark Beer Week Edition. So in preparation for this episode, which I've been very excited about, I rewatched Jaws 2. Because last year we spent a bunch of time on Jaws. So I felt I needed to review Jaws 2 to be ready for our, our sequel. And somehow in my mind, I had it in my head that Jaws 2 wasn't such a bad movie. And uh, I was wrong. It it's really <laughs> yeah. isn't a very good movie. The, the best part's the tagline uh, coming out three years after the original. Now, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, the legend continues. 1978 sequel loses some key figures. Uh, No Steven Spielberg. There's part of your problem. But also, no Robert Shaw. That would have been weird to bring him back anyway. Yeah. <laughs> as Quint, no Dreyfus as Hopper. So, all that tension and humor between those two characters, balanced out by uh, Roy Scheider, Chief Brody, that was all key to making Jaws work. And, and that's all missing. Right. And oddly, and, and perhaps ironically, the shark wasn't the key to the original Jaws is brilliance. Right. In Jaws Two, we lose all that. And then it seemed it's like they didn't know the what kind of movie to make. So they tried to combine a bunch of things. It's a murder mystery. Right. From like the opening scene, but come on, we know it's a shark. Yeah. It's Jaws two.
2: <laughs> In the title. You know, it's funny, I, I went back I rewatched Jaws one as well. And uh again, to me, what a great movie. Just in and of itself, the, the the characters and the acting in that movie are phenomenal. It's worth watching just for that. Just those scenes on the boat with those three guys, and yeah, and I I hundred percent agree. Jaws too just missed out it by not having Dreyfus in there at least, just so you kind of had that camaraderie between the two of them.
0: They even know that that's a problem because they have a thing where he, they try to call yeah, him. They oh, to him around, like, yeah, they try to get him online. Yeah, they try to get him a let's call. Admit oh no, that
2: this he, is a, a key. Yeah, he's essential. out doing research till whatever, <laughs> till twenty twenty one. We can't get a hold of him. Antarctica. <laughs>
0: oh boy, he's in bad be- shape when he comes back in twenty twenty one. Yeah. So, it's gonna but be uh,
2: I thought it was funny, like watching the the movie Jaws. Two was was the part to me was just how stealthy that shark was because yeah. that shark would come in and just take down an entire boat and then just slink away and no one knew what was that. What happened? It had the one boat where they blew the boat i'm sorry spoiler alert i should give that out there guys i should have said that beforehand but like they blow up the whole boat in front of this entire beach and everyone's like what happened we have no idea the shark (laughs) just slinks back down and no one notices it so yeah it was pretty uh, it's got
0: the the murder mystery it's got a it's a teenage angst movie right it's about local politics it's about chief brody's ptsd right and we have a scar-faced shark on a personal vendetta all in the same movie, and it, it. I'll just sum it up by saying this. It's trying too hard, way oh, too hard. I was just
2: going to say, you took the words right out of my mouth because that's exactly what I was going to say. And I think in recollecting about it is after watching Jaws 1 again in its entirety, I was really impressed because I, I guess in my mind, what I keep attributing it to is the cheesiness at Universal Studios, right? And so when you go on that tour and stuff, and I didn't get that from the first Jaws. I thought they did a really good job with the special effects and then the shark scenes because they did move in some regular sharks. But but Jaws two went all cheesy on it with the with the with the the yeah the fire damage on the shark yeah. and the scratches here and the this and that it was and it and was it looks they had a funny and it yeah, looks it
0: looks scenes. really bad He's scarred and burnt yeah. scar face burnt face shark with a bad attitude and and in the movie they do the shark doctor says sharks don't take things personally. I don't know if that's true, Doc. Do sharks take things personally?
4: Nah, they don't have any kind of they don't have any kind of memory. I don't know. Yeah, so the Jaws doctor too.
0: says sharks don't take th- things personally, and the rest of the movie is about the shark taking things personally. So yeah. they, like they, it's almost like they were mocking themselves. And and I found out in in doing a little research that Scheider did not want to make the movie at all, but he was forced into it by his contract. Uh-huh. They told him if he made this, that he can be out of his contract for two more films. So he said, "Fine, I'll make it," but he was bitter. Wait, the, you
2: missed? He mean he missed Shark Three D?
0: Right. Yeah. 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 So he's bitter the entire time fighting with the director and it definitely shows in the movie. Yeah. Robert Shaw said after he went and watched the film and I'm going to quote here, I'm glad I didn't intervene in this piece of shit, <laughs> <laughs> which I can totally hear in Quinn's voice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the only really good scene is when Chief Brody's on the shark watch tower and mistakes a school of fish for a shark right. and, he, and, the, and he's, go. he goes into the panic and shoot. The, Like, that scene's done really well, but then, of course, they overplay the whole Gary Cooper high noon one man against the world thing as he turns and the beach crowds are staring at him in judgment. Yeah. So
2: even I his did. wife walks away at that point that's how, that's the part i find. i would have thought in like a normal relationship the wife would have walked over and say hey buddy are you okay is everything <laughs> okay and she just turns away and walks away with them, with the with the business people i thought that was right. uh, that was kind of funny cuz then at the end she steps back when the when the, they finally figure out is a shark and the guy tries to say oh and he, she's like oh my son and you know husband are still out there so uh, you know and, and so she finally kind of found her backbone at that point of it but uh, it was it was i i thought you're right that that was a funny scene there
0: I did think it was funny how in a a way it wasn't supposed to be funny, but it was like, they kept trying to point out the fat chubby tourists, like to mock them, but it'd be like a fat family surrounded by hundreds of the skinny, like 1970s skinny people. Yeah, Like that's a whole new level of skinny. So in the fact that they're pointing out these chubby Americans, all I'm seeing is look how skinny people used to be in the (laughs) seventies. And you think those are fat people. You should go to the beach right now. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. That in a, in really a way, funny. it wasn't intended to be. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: the kids on the flotilla of wrecked boats were being circled by a large hammerhead shark during the filming. Oh, wow. You know, when they're all it's all broken yeah, yeah, up yeah, and they're yeah. hanging yeah. on, and so they started screaming for real, and the film crew loved it. And they're saying, "Bring us in, bring us in." The film crew said, "Keep it up, keep it up, <laughs> <laughs> it's great," and refused to bring them in. But one thing I'd forgotten about the movie and the big highlight of the movie, the one takeaway, the reason why you do want to watch it was the character deputy who gets promoted to chief, Jeffrey Hendricks, played by the actor Jeffrey Kramer. He's the real hero. Pretty much. He's the unsung hero of the story. It wasn't for him that scar-faced, burnt-faced vendetta shark would have killed everyone in the town. So <laughs> Jeff, as a hero, who doesn't want credit, right. who's so modest, Always. like award-winning level modesty, Right. that's what you expect. Jeff is a hero.
2: Common theme in many movies, I think.
0: Yeah, Jaws much better, and you guys just rewatched Jaws, so you you have confirmation of that.
2: I don't know how after rewatching it again. I, I don't even know. I don't know who won the uh, um, Oscar that year, but how Robert Quinn did not win the Oscar that year for his performance. <laughs> oh, Robert Shaw, was, yeah. <laughs> uh, Robert, I'm sorry, Robert Shaw as Captain Quint. How he did not win Oscar
1: that year for his performance. He was outstanding. <laughs> he could have done a whole movie just him. Yeah, his performance was stellar. Like talent, I also rewatched Jaws one, and echoing the special effects, it's it's kind of, it was kind of like Star Wars, you know, because they came out. Jaws actually came out a few years before Star Wars, and the level of special effects that they were doing back then, you know, compared to now, Jaws, if they made it now, would probably be three quarters CG, I bet. Right. But one of the big takeaways I took out of rewatching it, and Jeff, I'm going to throw this out there as potentially irony for you.
0: Okay. I'm ready.
1: For your consideration, I think Joe is the judge of irony
3: on the show. I yeah, I believe so too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's ironic in and of itself, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, either
1: way, like the movies they promote for your consideration, I will throw out there that this movie was ahead of its time. In the fact that you had the mayor and all the politicians, despite the threat of the shark, despite people dying, still wanted to be open for July 4th for business. That's right. (laughs) And that classic scene in front of the billboard where the sheriff and the mayor are fighting over this very fact, to me, just resonated with what we're going through today, you know, in terms of people out there getting sick and dying versus... You know, politicians and people wanting things up, businesses open and now schools open. So it was just, wow. It was so, to me, Jeff, ironic that they were ahead of their time in that quagmire, you know, politics versus the health of the community.
0: On to something human there are, you know, some of our desires for power or money versus at what cost, right? Right. Right. I like it, Tom. I like it. But apparently Joe's the judge of these things.
2: Yeah, yeah. well, he's my judge. I I I was going to turn it
3: over to talent for this one.
2: (laughs) He only personally judges my irony because I know usually he's going to side with me. So that's why I go there. Super smart. So, Doc,
0: as we get ready for this year's Dive for Five Top Five Sharks, can you give us a quick rundown on the 2019 Dive for Five Top Five Sharks?
4: It was a long time ago, but I sure can. You guys ready see if I can... uh, Jog your memories. So, top five real fast last year, shark week. At number five, we had the biggest shark to ever inhabit this planet, which was the? Megalodon. 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 Good job, talent. If you can you remember? All right. Like three times the size of a great white shark. At number four, we had the crazy hammerhead that you guys just mentioned.
0: The most sensitive of sharks.
4: Right, it's got the sensory little organs called the ampulee de Lorenzini spread out on that big head. All right, that's how it's why when it swims, it goes back and forth like a minesweeper. At number three, coming in at number three, we had the current largest fish and largest shark on the planet, which is
0: the whale, whale shark. shark.
4: The whale shark was number three, it was the only filter feeder on the list. In fact, there's only three filter feeders on the planet, and it just filters little stuff out of the water. Uh, number two. The topic that you guys have all been talking about, we had the great white carcaridon Carcarius. Yes, remember it had the 4,000 pound per square inch bite. That's the great white. And as we all remember, this shark, we keep bringing it up every other podcast. (laughs) Number one, the shark that can swim hundreds of miles up a river. You think you're safe in a little lake, but no, the bull shark can get you. So number one was the bull shark.
0: The deadly, dangerous bull shark.
2: Yes. Maybe misunderstood a little bit. No. Not quite as sensitive as the hammerhead.
0: Not sensitive at all. It has yeah. no not feeling, quite no empathy. Yeah. yeah. And will not follow a rule. And not misunderstood. That's true. So doc, are you ready for Dive for Five 2020?
4: Sure am. All right. Well, hi, before we start, what song do sharks sing while they hunt for food? don't stop bleeding (laughs) i
2: like it i like that good dad joke
4: there you go all right gentlemen i thought i'd do something a little bit different today instead of me deciding what's the top shark for the audience i'm not going to tell them what i think is the top shark of 2020 i'm just going to list five sharks and you guys on the podcast here i showed you some pictures You guys, tell me what you think is the craziest shark, your favorite shark out of the five. Are we ready?
0: Why would we have the marine biologist who studies sh- sharks extensively tell us what the top one is when and we can decide? Well. <laughs> when we it's can, it's just the same say. same logic of making Joe in charge <laughs> of irony.
3: <laughs> it's the exact same. Logic. <laughs> Except that makes more sense. And, and that Jeff
0: is not ironic.
4: You want me to?
0: I know your rules are fine. I just thought I could land a joke there.
2: Yeah, we'll play by your rules.
4: All right, here we go. Well, coming at number five, uh, we're going to start with the thresher shark. You guys see that picture? For those of you guys who are listening, it's kind of visual, a lot of these sharks. But this shark I like, I think it's a crazy shark, because it has a tail that is pretty much as long as its body. It's a common thresher shark. They get to be like 20 feet long, but they got a tail that's equally as long. And you guys see that picture? The top part of the tail just gets skinnier, skinnier, skinnier. It ends in a tiny little point, and it uses it like a whip. It, it'll swim through a school of fish, and it'll just smack, like crack. And like, It can even like slice a fish in half, but mostly it just stuns it. And then it can just slowly cruise around, grab the fish that it just smacked.
2: Isn't the thresher shark, the shark that gave Captain Quinn one of his scars? I'm pretty sure it was.
4: I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure.
2: I don't know if it was with the tail or not. I don't think he got that in depth with it, but he did when they were comparing scars and jaws, they they did mention the thresher shark. All right. a good note. They
4: also taste really good. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact about thresher sharks is that uh, the young hatch out of an egg inside their mom, and then they eat their yolk sac, and they start eating other unfertilized eggs inside their mom. So that's kind of interesting. All right. So that was the thresher shark, the one with the long tail shark. Number two, it's got a big old mouth, the mega mouth, right? The mega mouth. <laughs> how they mouth. came up with that name. <laughs> yeah. Well named. I couldn't pass it up. It's just a good name. Yeah. Mega mouth. Obviously it's got a big old mouth, even though, even though the sharks like, you know, only, you know, like not even 20 feet long. Its mouth is almost five feet wide, Whoa. and it, it is also a filter feeder. There's only three filter feeding sharks on the Earth, and we had the whale shark, and this is one called the mega mouth. It was first discovered in Hawaii in uh, like 1976. It got caught up on a on a navy anchor line in Hawaii, so it's the first time we'd ever seen one. So, and that is the crazy. It's a deep water shark. That is the mega mouth. All right, so we had the thresher shark. The mega mouth, and shark number three is the sawfish. You guys see the picture? Yeah. It's got a big, long nose like thing with teeth on it, and it's a big old saw. What do you guys think it uses that saw for?
2: Cutting wood.
3: Wood, I would think wood.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That makes sense. laughs> no. Actually, it's got like teeth on both. Oh,
2: it's sifting
0: under the the sand and stuff.
4: Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that so, makes more actually,
0: sense. That makes more sense.
4: What right. it is? It's kind of like the hammerhead uses it's, its little sensory or yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got it on the top and the bottom of that big old saw that's sticking out the front it's got those ampule de lorenzini on the top and the bottom the bottom is for sensing food so it just waves it back and forth over the sand looking for little worms or clams or mostly invertebrates maybe fish but also it's kind of crazy it's got those sensory organs on the top, looking up at the water above it, giving it like a 3D picture of what's going on above it, like maybe predators or something. So it's weird. It's It's got vision below with with you know these sensory organs, and then like a 3D vision above. It's kind of crazy. Anyways, sawfish, a lot of people collect them because they want that saw, so they're endangered. There's only two populations, really, one in Australia and one in Florida. How big so do they get? So they're on the endangered species. They get pretty darn big. There's a couple different species of sawfish, not to be confused with the saw shark. This is the sawfish. They get like 25 feet long.
2: Oh, wow.
4: Holy cow. Sometimes they're called a carpenter shark. You know, it's got the saw, right?
2: That's a game changer. Yeah, 25 feet is... Yeah, size matters, guys.
4: So there you go. So that is the sawfish, right? Shark number four coming up. Shark number four is... The last I had to throw in, I was was fascinated with giant, the biggest sharks that don't even eat fish. They eat little tiny stuff. And I've seen it here in California. Uh, it's called the basking shark. Do you guys see the picture of the basking yeah. shark? This shark's got a big old mouth too. It just basically swims with its mouth open. Ah, It's like walking or like if you would like be walking and just open your mouth and just be catching, constantly catching food. So this is called the basking shark. It's very bizarre. I've seen it on my boat. It doesn't, you could run over. It doesn't even move out of the way. It's not afraid of boats or whatever. So it gets, unfortunately, gets gets hit a lot. But it is our, uh, it actually is our second largest sh- shark that we have on the planet. It's called the basking shark. That is that, one. that was a cool one. I always tell my students, I would like to swim in its mouth <laughs> and then swim out its gill slits to the side because oh. it's so big you could do that. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, Bucket list, bucket list item. And the last
0: shark. Wait, wait, how, can one more time, because I'm, I'm deciding about rating these sharks. The basking shark, full size. Is our
4: second largest the shark. Full size, full size, what's this thing
0: is, coming in at?
4: Is around 26, 27 feet. So in order, to live the, the the sharks on our planet, typically in, in size, we've got the whale shark, that's like 50, 40 or 50 feet. The basking shark, that's like 25 to 30 feet. And then the great white. So, and then right, right behind the great white, we've got like the, the the sawfish and the and the megalodon. I mean, the megamouth. There you go. Giant hammerhead. Yeah. And the last one. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Oh, actually, and the basking shark just cruises super slow, like it's you know it's just had a lot of IPAs, <laughs> and then so it can't actually. Well, you're saying the
2: basking shark is a heavy drinker?
4: Yeah. Yeah. It can actually, also, what the Basking Shark doesn't have going for it either, it's got, unfortunately, the smallest weight-for-weight brain size of Uh, any shark. Oh, so not very sharp. Yeah, not a sharp shark. We all have friends
2: like that. I think we all have friends like the the, the Basking Shark. Oh, don't talk about me like that. (laughs) Sorry, What it can do is
4: pretty extraordinary. It looks like it's slow, you know, it has no energy. It can actually launch its entire, like, 25 to 30-foot body out of the water and slap back down on the water. They're thinking, trying to get rid of parasites that might be on its skin.
2: So you're saying, not very smart, but pretty athletic. Yeah. yeah, Like yeah, a dumb Josh. Yeah. you're kind yeah. of basically yeah, calling yeah. the basking shark.
4: Right, right, right.
2: So not moving. Okay, the
4: last shark. Do you guys see that crazy shark? There's a, there's a crazy shark. One of the ugliest there's fish I've deep. ever
2: seen. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. It basically, imagine a shark, ladies and gentlemen that are listening. Imagine a shark But then it's got this big, giant protrusion sticking off its forehead, like two or three feet, sticking way off its forehead. Uh, This is called the goblin shark. It's super rare, sometimes called a living fossil. They've been around for like over 100 million years. They've got pink skin. Uh, They only get to about like 10, 12 feet. But that long snout, once again, that big thing sticking off their forehead, that actually... Also, is covered with sensory organs, those ampullae of Lorenzini. So they hunt down on the bottom, way, way deep, but the super, super deep. They have like forty rows of teeth on their upper and lower jaw, forty on the upper, forty on the lower. Not, not much is known about the garb goblin shark because you know they've never like they've never caught a pregnant female. They don't know anything about it. Two have been caught in Japan. One they lived for two days in a aquarium. One lived for a week in an aquarium. So.
2: I think we should make sure too we put some of these pictures up on the website just so if people want to yeah, check them should. out. They should
4: Yeah, you guys wanna check the sharks out yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. If I was swimming and this thing came at me, no, this is I'd probably shark. just die of fright right there. I just would be like, what the hell was that thing? And I'd just kill over right there. Okay.
4: A crazy thing too, that goblin shark, it can pur- its jaws when it catches a fish. Because it needs to kind of extend out, so its nose doesn't get in the way. Those jaws can come out like beyond that little protrusion, so, like two feet in front of its face. Its yeah. jaws.
2: I didn't need to know that either. Out.
4: Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: that's compelling, like alien. It just it is like alien, right? That, and that's actually what it kind of looks like. It looks like an alien. Like I, I'm assuming the guy saw that fish in a picture and he goes, "Ooh, I got an idea for a movie." Yeah, but we're gonna have it come out of somebody's chest.
4: A little science. So when the the they do know that they. When the female goblin starts wants to arouse the male goblin, this is
2: the part I came for. It's all the arousal part. Yeah,
4: yeah. It'll it'll start sucking on the the goblin's penis. Oh, and so (laughs) you you clavicles, I think they're called. uh, Right, you'd call that a you would call that a knob goblin (laughs) -goblin. (laughs) hobgoblin.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Is that the technical term? Is that what yeah, we're going to see in science.
4: science books? That's straight up it, it, It's a knob goblin hobgoblin. A knob goblin hobgoblin. All it.
2: right, good to know. No,
0: all these yeah. sharks have claspers. Yeah yes. true, true or not?
4: Yes, they do. Okay,
0: all right.
2: What about clavicle?
4: If you are oh, if yeah. you are a male shark, you have a clasper. Yeah, the goblin shark has a yeah. penis,
2: so some exactly. have two.
4: Two. They all have. They have. All have. Two. Oh,
2: oh! I thought it was optional.
4: Yeah, okay. they yeah. all have oh. two, unless one they lost one somehow. Oh,
2: let's not even go into that. That just hurts right now. So
4: Hey, do you know what you call a uh, vampire goblin? No. A hemoglobin.
2: That's a good one too.
4: (laughs) Or hemoglobin. Yeah, Yeah.
2: (laughs) Someone's been uh, studying his dad jokes.
4: Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So, there you go. So, folks, check out the pictures. We've got the goblin shark. We talked about the megamouth, the thresher shark with the long tail, the basking shark, and the sawfish. That is the five sharks for 2020.
0: All right. Now, as I, I make my those are excellent sharks and that goblin shark is I thought that nothing could be uglier than that mega mouth. But the yeah. uh, goblin shark wins by by a mile on ugly. That is one. ugly. Some sharks yeah, are majestic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, often sharks are majestic looking. Not that goblin shark. That is a nasty looking beast. And, and the mega mouth ain't so pretty either.
2: Yeah. I don't I don't want to shame anyone on their looks, but uh, goblin shark. Uh, They're way down. They can't hear it. us. They're way down. Oh, down. that's a good point. Um, yeah.
0: And they're not nibbling on little food with all those jagged, nasty teeth. They're, no, they're no, 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 no. Uh-huh. So in order to make my decision, I, I think I need a uh, shark beer.
3: Yeah, that's a great point. I would think so. Doc,
0: you, you found something for us to enjoy. What, you want to tell us about what we have here?
4: Yeah, you know, I got it. Cause I, <laughs> well, for two things, one is it's a hazy and you know me, I'm on the hazy train and it's got one of the coolest Cans, uh, you know, it's got a whale shark, which I love whale sharks. Swam with whale sharks, and uh, this is from Offshoot uh, Brewery, and it says "Relax, it's just a hazy IPA." Nice,
2: Oh, that's a great can. I like it.
0: Yeah, I love yeah, the, the good can good. art.
2: I also like the whale shark coming up, and the guy's just sitting in the tube with his uh, beer. <laughs> it's a good can,
0: but he can relax. It's just a whale shark. It's not going to bother him. It is him. just a whale shark. It a it's, one it's one of the three, three filtering sharks. He gets swallowed up
2: and then comes out his gills. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was an option, but there, apparently there is. are worse learned, options than coming. I just learned that today that that a shark can actually take me into its mouth and then shoot me out its gills. Did not need to have that in my mind. That's just going to be another dream nightmare tonight.
0: When you consider the ways to exit a shark once entering the mouth, take the gills. Yeah,
3: you're right. It's probably not the worst way to exit the shark. The time. first exit on the right or left. I've been there.
0: I'll tell you what. That goblin shark will do you no such favors.
4: No. So hey, if you re- if you remember nothing else from tonight's podcast. Remember the two sharks and the female shark would be called a knob goblin hobgoblin. You got that? That is good. Got it. <laughs> took notes.
0: <laughs> oh. So offshoot beer company. What do you think of this hazy?
4: Well, mine's really cold and it's a hot day, so I'm enjoying it.
2: You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I mean, I'm going to say this is because I took it. I finished my um, my sour wench right before I had it. So I think it kind of threw my palate a little off, so because the first couple of tastes are like, whoa, what is? I don't know about this, but now, this? now on my fourth or fifth, it's starting to settle down a little bit. I, I think it's a very clean, crisp hazy. I don't get a whole lot of citrus. A lot, a lot more of the hazy. Yeah, be, that's the thing. Yeah,
4: to be honest, I get it's not one of my favorite yeah. hazies. I like a little, a little citrus. Yeah. I like it with a little
2: more of the citrus in it. I agree.
0: No, it's got a little more of the the straw cereal type yeah. uh, texture to it and and taste to it. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, way off the end of the the floral tropical.
2: Yeah, I don't. I'm a tropical kind of West guy, so Coast I like my hazies a little more tropical. I would say that. So I'd say that it's not. It's it's good. I mean, it's not a. It's it's clean. It's crisp. It's got a good taste to it. If you like hazies, you definitely check it out. Personally, uh, I like a little more tropical citrus in my my hazies.
0: And I I like this one a little better, so uh, better than some of the tropical ones. Yeah. So four two five for me. It's gonna be higher than talents.
2: I went three seven five. So okay.
4: yeah, I went I went three seven five because I'm I'm a I'm a hazy snob. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> pretty sure.
4: I actually could have given it the 0.
2: .25 can bump though because yeah, this you is I could, no. a, I could get I get a poster no of this cans. can oh, and put on. it up. No. But uh, I didn't do it. Sorry guys, I gotta have standards. So I'm an advocate of a can bump. I'm a four-o. Ditto. 4-0. Okay.
0: So we a little bit all the good beer. Yes. By the way, we uh, judge a beer. And so it kind of spreads the spectrum there. So back to our sharks, we got five sharks to consider. I think we should decide what's our number one shark this year. And then put right. that up against the deadly terror of the deep, the bull shark.
4: Should we all put a, hold up a finger, like on the count of three, which one we want to vote for?
2: Well, can I make an argument here real quick? Cause sure, I, yeah, I yeah. I'm stuck between two and um, discussion. Here's right. what I'm looking at. I mean, I I agree that Goblin Shark, just looking at it, is terrifying to me. And the fact that it's got 40 rows of teeth, that it can protrude out two feet out, is honestly terrifying. At least two feet. Yeah, is absolutely terrifying. However, they've never really caught, he said he only caught two live ones. So I think your chances of running into these ones is not as great as, say, some of the other ones. The Thresher Shark, uh, I'd like to go back and and re-hit the Thresher Shark. You're talking about a shark that is cannibalistic, eats its own, Mm. and has a whip. It has a weapon. Yeah. That it yeah.
0: can
4: slice fish in half.
0: Oh, that thresher shark is sweet.
4: And I don't know if you remember, talent. When our oldest boys were little, yeah. we went fishing on my boat. Yeah. We were trying to catch one. I just wanted to see one. And they're big. So I had this a big shark rig with this big heavy line. We had this little tiny line off the other right. corner of the boat trying to catch, I don't know, some mackerel or something. And for some reason, the shark came up and it must have it whipped its tail and it. Hit the wrong line. Cut it, yeah. And my and I don't know if you remember my line just goes, yeah. it was just tearing off and it broke off. Obviously, it was like, you know, 15 pound test. I'm not gonna catch a, you know, several hundred pound shark with that. But it was exciting. Yeah.
2: I think the other thing that's crazy about that thresher shark is if you think about it, if you're someone that lives on in a coastal region or you've seen it, like people catch those off of paddle boards and off of kayaks. And they're bigger than the paddleboard and the kayak, and that's just like the idea of bringing one of those in sitting <laughs> sitting at the at water level is pretty crazy, you know, or or, or at a, on a paddleboard that's pretty insane. So, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know that that's where I'm down to those two. I don't know about you guys.
0: You're at Goblin Shark and Thresher.
2: I'm trying to decide between those two.
0: I'm at Thresher and Sawfish. Really? That's uh, the, when when
2: uh, when the twenty five foot twenty five feet. You're right. Oh dear. Probably much more likely to see a, a sawfish uh, than you are a goblin. In Florida, in Florida, okay.
0: That goblin is too ugly to put on on a sticker or a poster for I like beer. That goblin shirt.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. I I know. I've got my vote. I've made my decision. Uh, You guys make yours.
4: (laughs) How are we going to do this?
2: I don't know. I think we hold up a finger, and then uh, Todd, you do the little consensus, and you announce what the number one shark is.
4: Okay, I'll tell you what numbers the shark were real fast. Yeah, we need. Yeah, yeah, we
3: need. uh, Oh,
2: that's a good point.
4: Yeah. Okay. Ready? We're gonna go sawfish five basket shark four thresher shark three mega mouth two goblin shark one are we ready ready five four three two one
0: we've got two for the thresher and we've got two for the goblin oh, the doc will be the tiebreaker the what is it
4: doc
2: is the tiebreaker
4: nice all right well you know what just because it's so freaking bizarre we got to go goblin shark all right, I can live with that. All this. right,
0: the goblin shark moves up against the bull shark. And, and here's going to be my argumentation, Talent. Like you said, we're probably not ever going to run into a goblin as nasty, as awful, can protrude its jaws seven or eight feet out of its own mouth. Yeah. Each tooth's, what, eight, 12 inches long? Right. Uh, it's a nasty, <laughs> horrible creature. Yeah. It's but I'm stuff never, nightmares. ever going to see one. Yeah. yeah. I could run into a bull shark on a rainy day in my gutter. Right. No, that's true. Right.
2: I don't think there's any comparison <laughs> in the local oh, yeah.
0: pond. I'm bass yeah. fishing in the local yeah. pond.
2: Yeah. Anywhere I've, I go in your tub. I I'm telling have, you, it could come up through your tub by like one of these days. If it was, you know, they had, there are
0: recorded instances. I'm yeah. making this up, but there are recorded instances of that. People yeah. are saying that that happens all the time. Somewhere.
2: People are saying that we're people and we said it. Yeah. Many important people, so, like really important people say that. I have a counter argument,
3: but that's the, the bull shark. What's your counter argument? Okay. So statistically the shark attacks are a non-issue. Where are shark attacks in your dreams? A, Where, what is going to invade your dream more aggressively no. than a bull shark? That ugly mofo right there. So yeah, That's
4: a good point. That's a valid argument and a good point.
3: And, uh, and a dream statistic analysis.
4: Yeah, you know, And if you're having dreams about sharks, yeah, it's probably a wet dream. Oh, but <laughs> I don't, know. Oh,
2: but I don't know. Is that a
4: dad joke?
2: <laughs> that's a good one, though. <laughs> yeah, I like that that's, one. Yeah, that's that's, that's good right one. on the edge. All right. All right, we should vote. What are our numbers? We need numbers, yeah.
0: Bullshark is still number is still number yeah. 1 until it's defeated. The goblin, the nasty, awful goblin shark yeah. is number 2 against Stuff the deadly, dangerous bullshark number 1. Let's see 1 or 2, team? <sighs> and the ones have it. We had 3 votes for the bullshark against Joe. That's right. Still sticking with the new goblin he shark.
2: He is always the man for the underdog.
0: He's also a contrarian. Like, That's Well, true. what's everyone else doing? I'll be different. Everyone else is drinking beer. I'll have a wine cooler.
2: True. It's very true.
0: Everyone else on the podcast is enjoying tasting beers. I'll give up beer for Lent. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's always a contrarian.
3: These are true statements. These are true statements. Huh?
0: Keeps us honest. A man of conviction. The bull shark remains the Brained spirit supreme. animal of I Like Beer, the podcast. We're terrified of it, but we also admire it. The bull shark continues its reign.
2: The shark you love to hate or hate to love. I don't know. It's one of the two. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Doc, that was fantastic. Do you have enough left in the tank for beer or not a beer?
4: Oh, but of course.
0: Then let's do it.
4: Welcome to another edition of Shark Beer or Not a Shark Beer, the is game show in podcast land, I'm your host, Dr. Todd. For those shark beer or not a shark beer first timers, here's how the game works. I'm going to name four beers. Today, three are made up beers. One is a real beer. Got it? Got it. Am I throwing you guys for a loop? There's only yeah. one real beer. I thought it was Always
2: changing the rules. All right, so we got to figure out what the real beer is. I got it.
4: Yeah, those three I thought of while wet dreaming. Okay. Hey. All right. That's all right. Makes sense. Here we go. Here are four beers, only one is a real beer first is the cookie cutter shark beer cookie cutter shark beer it's a cookie cutter stout beer number two is the penis fish beer that is really a fish there's a penis fish
2: and maybe really a beer we don't know i think it's a tube worm it can be
4: (laughs) next beer number three flaccid cat shark beer there really is something called a flaccid cat shark
2: that's a rough name. I'm just going to throw that out there. That is a rough name. I don't know how you come back from that name. That's
4: yeah. yeah. I was going to have that as one of our top five sharks, yeah. but you know, uh, I don't. Yeah. Why pile on at this point? I don't like cats. There's always 2021. 20,
2: <laughs> That's there right. Is, yeah, there is.
4: And beer number four is dogfish head. So once again, we had cookie cutter shark beer, penis fish beer, flaccid cat shark beer, and dogfish head. Which is the real beer? We will start with producer Joe. Dogfish head. Dogfish head is the real beer. Sound man Tom.
1: I second that. Dogfish.
4: Dogfish head. All right. Talent.
1: I'm going to go dogfish head
2: as well.
3: Oh, no.
4: Dogfish head. <laughs>
3: and
4: Jeff.
0: Dogfish Head uh, Brewery is one of the premier craft breweries in the United States of America. Yeah. They started off the craft beer movement in the late 1980s. So I'm saying Dogfish Head is a beer.
4: Yeah, you guys it's all got it right. time. It's our first time. Time. <laughs> I wanted to go We're with the cat
0: shark. Unanimous. <laughs> Although the cookie cutter was was yeah. a, was a, excellent, was had a had good one, spoiler was in the there because that, yeah. that was pretty good.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so those other, actually, those other three really uh, are so sharks. Right. They're just not beer names or beers, but they might be now after this episode. The dogfish really is a shark as well, and it's on the label of the all the dogfish head brewery beers. But they're all you East coasters. But they're not deadly dangerous. No, no, they're little guys. They're like three, four feet. They're in all temperate oceans. They're Atlantic, Pacific. They're all over. I saw
0: one snorkeling one time, and and even though it was only probably three feet long. being raised with jaws and all that just seeing a three foot long something shaped like a shark my heart just started thumping like crazy and i'm done i'm done going into shore now
2: i had the same thing with nurse shark. i
0: felt silly and also panicked at the same time
2: saw nurse shark and like oh my gosh (laughs) get me out of this water even though i know they're no threat at all but or a leopard shark's the same way. A little lemon shark, same way. Like those I had a types
0: student, of- the leopard shark bit off his toe. He's paddling oh, oh. out. Yeah, bit I'm glad, off I, got his toe. I'm glad yeah. I got out of the water. What? I'm glad I got out of the water. Not the whole toe, but a big chunk out of his big toe.
4: Wow. I think he whacked it off with his shovel, and then he just said, had made up that story. Yeah. But I would be remiss, by the way, listeners, if I, didn't, if I didn't mention that, since we're talking about sharks, I don't think many of you would do this, but do not... Eat shark fin soup if you're in Asia or offered it in a in an Asian restaurant, because unfortunately, almost every shark species that is, unless you're a deep water shark like the goblin shark or the megamouth, they are almost all endangered because of people lopping off their fins because it is a delicacy in a uh, in many restaurants in many countries. So, do not eat shark fin soup. So, say to
2: reiterate that we are a pro shark podcast. We are an anti shark fin soup podcast
3: for sure okay. yes definitely i just want to put
2: that out on the record
3: yeah yeah, yeah that's good record. yes all right
0: it's good good for people to know where we stand thank you for the clarification clarification move a little bit thank you for the clarification did you mark that time tom
4: <laughs> <laughs> i am now leave it tom leave thank it. you sorry
0: for the extra work there buddy blooper reel you want to button that up doc
4: this has been another edition of shark beer or not a shark beer join us next august When Shark Week happens again for shark beer or not a shark beer.
0: Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, listeners. Enjoy the water, drink responsibly, watch out for that bull shark. You say, share our podcast. We'd love to keep talking about sharks, but right now we got to swim.